When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Las Vegas. Very privileged to be sitting in the office of uh, Mr. Bob Arum. So this is where it all goes down, Bob. Well, this is part of where it all goes down. we got a big group here that puts it all together and... Uh, we're all really looking forward to this weekend with an amazing Tyson Fury uh, gets uh, his Las Vegas debut. Absolutely. Uh, you can't really walk anywhere in Las Vegas along the strip without seeing uh, Fury's face plastered uh, amongst every billboard across all the hotels. And it's, uh, it's quite a, a sight to see because we've never seen that before. And uh, they've really gone to town on it. Right, and you know, this is really special for us, for him. Uh, this is how uh, a superstar or, or a great star becomes a superstar. Uh, because it's one thing for the boxing people to know who he is. But you really have to reach out to the sports fan, which is obviously many more people than the boxing people. And once you reach out to the sports fan, you got to get the public to care. And that's beginning to happen here with Tyson Fury. Uh, you know, his backstory is tremendous uh, with the depression and how he fought the depression. People want to hear that. The public wants to hear that. He did an interview with Rich Eisen from the NFL Network that everybody is still buzzing about. It was so tremendous. You know, because one thing about Tyson Fury, he's very articulate and he's not afraid to express himself, even if other people might not want to express themselves that way because somehow it shows them in a weakened position. He's not afraid of that. He's using kind of those weaknesses to his advantages to kind of... Um put the message out there well, I think in a positive it, I, way. I think it's more than that, really, because that's, you know, somebody spinning. I think he's the kind of guy that really has determined that by telling the truth and being forthright, he's going to connect better with the public. And it's always easier when you tell the truth because then you don't have to remember how you lied, right? So they say, so they say. Um, Bob, I just want to kind of flash back to uh, last weekend, as in the weekend before. Um, someone who you know obviously very well in, in Andy Ruiz. Um, and to be fair, we, we spoke a, a few weeks ago and you were kind of dismissive about Andy Ruiz's chances, as was everybody in boxing uh, before the fight with... Anthony Joshua, uh, what were your thoughts on what happened that night at MSG and the kind of effect it has on the heavyweight landscape? Well, first I told you 
when we talked in Belfast that Andy Ruiz uh, had very fast hands, good feet, good movement, not a, a lot. Kathy, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. Right. Uh, oh, let me start again. I told you last, two weeks ago, before the, the Joshua fight, that Andy Ruiz, who we promoted from the beginning, uh, was a good fighter, had fast hands, good feet, uh, and was very courageous, but he didn't figure with Joshua because he had no punch. You know, we put him in with ham and egg guys. You know, look at his record. And he couldn't get rid of him. He, he had no punch. No punch that really had an effect. And looking at that fight, now I saw Joshua fight Parker. I saw Joshua on television with Klitschko. The Joshua I saw on June 1st in Madison Square Garden was an imposter. It wasn't Joshua. It was somebody else from what he was acting like before the fight, how he carried himself in the fight. That was not Anthony Joshua. I don't want to take anything away from Andy Ruiz, but the way I look at it, he didn't beat Joshua. He bet he beat somebody else. I can't you know, I can't lie about that. I mean, you saw Joshua before. That wasn't Joshua. Bob, Anthony Joshua, obviously, after the fight, has given not one single excuse. There was a lot of conspiracy theories to, from everything from ring walks to massages in the ring to being knocked out in sparring. He's dismissed all of this and, and just given the credit to Andy Ruiz. Isn't it fair that we just kind of accept what he's saying or not? No, because we're not fools. We know what we see. And I think he's being very sporting because nobody put a gun to his head to make him go in the ring on June 1st. But the guy in the ring was not Joshua. It was not Joshua. It was a different fighter. You know, you can sugarcoat it any way you want, but I'm telling you that Andy Ruiz is not competitive with Joshua. What happens in a rematch? Same thing that happened at the Garden. The stupidest thing they can do is to put Joshua back in with Andy Ruiz because fight his memories and so forth. And based on what I know about the sport, you're going to get the same result. You're going to get the same result because this wasn't like Lennox Lewis with Hasim Rachman, where Rachman hit him with one lucky punch and knocked him cold. It wasn't the same with uh, with uh, that uh, Kings fighter McCool. Oliver McCall. Oliver McCall. Well, again, a lucky punch. All right, and in the rematch, Lennox came through both times, but this was different. This was a guy that got knocked down four times by Andy Ruiz, who hasn't the ability to knock down ham and egg guys. And so that memory of getting knocked down by Ruiz stays with a fighter. I would think that Eddie Hearn would do much better 
giving Joshua a couple of fights, getting him ready. There's no hurry. So he gives up the immediate opportunity to fight for a title. But I'm not his promoter, and I'm not his advisor, and he's not going to listen to me in any event. And so I think, yeah, that Andy Ruiz beats him when the fight goes on again, like it looks like at the end of the year. Just moving away from that, Bob, we saw some comments that uh, you've made recently regarding um, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, that a deal has been agreed for a rematch and also a potential trilogy fight. Can you kind of give us any more information on that? Well, you know, I think as at the promotional level, we've all come together, but obviously we have to meet after this fight with Fury and outline what we can uh, present, and he'll be very pleased with it, we believe. Uh, but that's where we are. The intent with the promoters is Wilder will have another fight against Ortiz this year, and uh, uh, Tyson Fury will have another fight uh, this year, maybe in October in New York. And then next year, early in the first uh, uh, quarter of next year, they'll fight each other. Bob, Eddie Hearn made some uh, comments two or three days ago regarding Dylan White and his WBT situation, where he said that this won't be allowed because obviously they're putting in for Dylan White <coughs> to become mandatory well, for Deontay Wilder. So, Good luck, Daddy. Do you know any more about this situation? Yeah, good luck, Daddy. That's all i got to say. So you, from your side, Bob, no, you don't not, see this being an issue at all? Not an issue at all. Not an issue at all. You have to understand, there are two mandatories prior to the WBC mandatory. These uh, people have gotten together, and I think that Mauricio Suleiman wants uh, uh, to keep the titles together and to have Wilder or, or Fury the opportunity to be the undisputed champion. The Dylan White's, his time has passed, really. Okay. All right, okay, fair enough. Um, so Tyson Fury has obviously stated that he will fight after this fight with Tom Schwartz this week, another two times before the end of the year. He will fight, no, once. Okay, he said to me yesterday he will be fighting twice before the end well, of the year. maybe he's fighting with his wife, but, <laughs> but you know, the plan is for one time. One. There's not enough time for two. And, and in terms of level of opponent, are we looking at kind of... And we have to kind of assume that um, Tyson Fury will come through Saturday night as well. And Look, you talk about the level of opponent... Look at the organization charts, which has obviously nothing to do with any of us because we never were involved with Tom Schwartz prior to this. He's number two in the BO. He's number five in some other organization. You know, Andy Ruiz, when he fought Joshua, was barely 15 in one organization. So, you know... You can't write off a guy like Tom Schwartz because you never heard of him or, you, or he hasn't fought in the UK. 
believe me, he's a competent fighter and he's a good fighter. And I, you know, had my uh, troubles with German fighters when I, George Foreman beat uh, Michael Mora to win a title. Uh, I wanted to get him an easy fight. So somehow we picked Axel Schultz and that fight, a lot of people said Schultz won. So, I mean, this is going to be a very, very good fight. And on paper, at least, Tom Schwerz is a hell of a lot more formidable an opponent than Andy Ruiz was. We shall find out Saturday night. How's the tickets gone for this, Bob? Sensation. Right now, we have uh, 1,100 tickets left. And this is as of uh, Sunday night. So 1,100 tickets. If we had those the last day, we would sell them. So it's going to be a sellout. And we have to figure out some way if we can add some more seats to the arena. So it's been, we're very, very pleased. Uh, you know, a lot of people are be coming in figuring they go up to the box office and buy tickets. And that may be the case, but I think by Friday there won't be anything left. Not bad for his uh, Las Vegas debut then. Well, he's so special because he's so outspoken. And the people, the thing that the people love about him is they know instinctively that he's telling the truth. You know, he's not making crap up. He's not making himself look better than he is. He's telling the truth, and people love that. Bob, I just want to ask you about a fight that you have made with Matrim, uh, the unification between Maurice Hooker and uh, Jose Ramirez. What a great fight that is. I think it's a very, very good fight. And when Eddie came to us saying that he wanted to do that fight on his platform and was willing to pay a very good price for it, uh, Ramirez, that was the fight that Jose wanted, a unification fight with Hooker. So we made that fight because my theory, our guys think Jose Ramirez wins that fight. And if we're right, we go in, having gotten paid a lot of money, go in with one title and come back to ESPN with two. It's a win-win for us. No, it really is. Mm. And if Eddie is right that Hooker beats Ramirez, okay. He's paid for the privilege of fighting Ramirez and his fighter is enhanced by having beaten Ramirez. But I think Ramirez is going to take care of Hooker. July 27th in Dallas. Yes, in Dallas. We've, we, uh, uh, Bud Crawford fought Delermo in that arena. It's uh, College Park. It's uh, beautiful basketball arena that seats about 8,000 people in Arlington, right close by uh, Cowboy Stadium. I look forward to that one. Just finally, Bob, Bob, is there anything you could tell us about this situation regarding Kovalev and Anthony Yard? Everybody is coming in this uh, week uh, to Vegas to talk about that situation. The Russian promoters that were supposed to put the fight on a particular date, Kathy Duva, who you saw just <laughs> That's called, what made me think of it. Just called me. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Igus Klimas, the manager, uh, and Frank Warren will be here on Tuesday night. And we'll all sit down during the week and work it out and see a path forward. You expect that fight to still happen? Obviously not on the proposed date of the end of the month, but you expect that fight to happen this year? Paco Valcarcel, the president of the WBO, has made me the mediator to get something done and something to happen. So I'm not going to answer any question yeah. about it until I sit with everybody and see where everybody is. Okay, I'm sure you'll keep us updated, Mr. Aaron. Right. Bob, I appreciate your time and uh, we look forward to Media Week starting tomorrow with public workout uh, at the MGM. MGM. Uh, and then, yeah. Press conference on Wednesday, uh, Thursday, there are round tables, and uh, we do uh, a satellite tour of the world where these fighters will talk to the public. Uh, and Friday is the weigh in. Uh, I think it's Thursday night. We have a big dinner for the press. We serve great food, thanks to Wolfgang Puck, you know. So it's a, it's a good week. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's a little hot here, but, you know, I see you're dressed appropriately. <laughs> so I can only dress like this in Vegas yeah, and, and, and at home on my own. I so, understand. Yeah. I understand. Any, any event. It should be a great week, and we're looking forward to Saturday night. Absolutely. Bob Aram, thank you very much for your time. We'll definitely catch up with you again soon. And, uh, yeah, take it easy, Bob. Okay. Sports Social Podcast Network.